welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. It is Friday night. That means we are breaking down everything you need to know for Saturday, August 28th. And the nine-game featured slate that gets going just past 7 p.m. Eastern time on DraftKings. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you guys that our baseball coverage, our daily baseball coverage at Mayo Media Network is coming to a close at the start of next week. Tuesday, August 31st will be the last slate we cover, but don't worry I'm still doing DFS baseball content every single weekday. Check me out at Gary and Thorne or at DraftKings Playbook where you can read my written content every single day of the week. So still going to be all good on the baseball front. And obviously Mayo Media Net is going to be pumping quality football and football analysis at you every single day. So make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for all that goodness. All right, let's get in to this nine-game featured slate. We're not going to talk about prize picks on this video. Unfortunately, haven't posted any lines yet, but I will hit up some picks Saturday morning on my Twitter account, my aforementioned Twitter account, at Gary and Thorne. So make sure you follow me there. I will tweet those out. The Mayo Media Net account will tweet it out, etc., etc. We'll make sure you guys get some prize picks and some analysis for Saturday's slate. But that nine-game featured slate, once again, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time is lock. And I'm not going to lie to you. Once we get past the first couple pitchers on this slate, it gets ugly fast. Like, exceedingly ugly. But the first few guys are pretty nice. We've got Fromber Valdez as the most expensive pitcher on this slate. Wouldn't have been my first choice, if we're being honest. He's $10,200, the only guy above 10k. However, he's going up against the Texas Rangers. Now, that means a couple of things. One... The Rangers have struggled all season long with left-handed pitching. They actually come into Friday with the lowest WOBA at 288 and the lowest WRC plus at 81 against left-handed pitching. So Valdez is a left-handed pitcher. You would assume he's going to do well because of that. They've also struggled specifically with this left-handed pitcher in the not-too-distant past either. Valdez took the mound against the Rangers on July 27th. He threw six innings of scoreless ball in that contest. He actually threw six innings of hitless ball. The Rangers did not register a hit in the six innings that Valdez threw. The only reason he had to leave that game early was he happened to walk six Rangers, which is really not his game. So I think that's more the aberration. Not that he dominated the Rangers, but that he happened to do it while also walking six guys. Uh, Had 21.9 DraftKings points in that game. That's really the knock on Valdez here, is he's not really the archetype of pitcher who's going to get you 30 DraftKings points. Probably more in like the 22 to 27 DraftKings point range if he's able to pick up that win, which he's likely to do against the Rangers. Great numbers for the season, 2.94 ERA, 3.54 expected ERA. He's got 92 strikeouts in 98 innings, so it's not like he's a slouch in the strikeout department either, but again, he's not quite Lance Lynn, for instance, who I would have thought would have been the highest-priced pitcher on this slate. He's $9,600. Lynn right now is one of the frontrunners for the American League Cy Young, and why wouldn't he be? 220 ERA. 2.67 expected ERA so far this season. He's been incredibly consistent. 
Most teams are lucky to score one run off of Lance Lynn in 2021. That's how good he has been. And while he's not like top 10 elite strikeout rate pitcher, he's still got a 27.2% strikeout rate for the season. So he does enough in that regard. However, that number might be underselling his strikeout potential on Saturday specifically because he draws the Chicago Cubs. And as we've talked about seemingly every video since the All-Star break, the Chicago Cubs are just a husk of a major league lineup at this point. And that's especially true now that Wilson Contreras is on the IL. They really lost what was left of their core four, if you will, in Wilson Contreras. It's just a sad-looking lineup. It's a lineup to take advantage of. And the fact that they've struck out in 30.5% of their plate appearances in the month of August, the highest mark in baseball by a wide margin, that is just so tempting for DFS owners, especially when you have a pitcher of Lance Lynn's quality taking to the mound. So almost in a weird way, Valdez and his viability become more interesting because someone like Lance Lynn is on this slate. Lance Lynn is going to carry huge huge ownership. Everyone is going to want to roster Lance Lynn in this contest against the Cubs. It's hard to blame them, but if you do want to play contrarian in a GPP, from his price point, I get the impression that Valdez might not be as popular as he would be on a different slate. So maybe that's an angle to think about if you're going into tournaments. The other pitcher I wanted to focus on, and again, there's not a ton of pitching once you get past these three gentlemen, Marcus Stroman, $8,900. Now, it's interesting that he's on a slate with Valdez because like Valdez, the knock on Stroman in a DFS capacity is he's not an elite strikeout pitcher. He's not even nearly as good as Valdez. Usually, his strikeout rate is well below 20%. However, in Stroman's last four starts, he's racked up a 31.1% strikeout rate in 23 and a third innings pitched. Small sample, so this might just be small sample noise. However, when you look at pitch mix, just something sort of interesting I noticed. Brooks Baseball, which tracks pitch usage, suddenly is recognizing Marcus Stroman's split change, a pitch he developed this offseason, as a changeup and not a splitter. Now, it might be nothing. It might just be a clerical error. Who really knows? But it's generating a 19% whiff rate so far in August. Maybe he's changed something about the grip or the plane of that pitch, and it's getting more swings and misses. Whatever's going on, Marcus Stroman's striking out three of every 10 batters he faces, and that's not something he generally does. However, if it's a skill set he can tap into, suddenly Marcus Stroman is an amazing fantasy pitcher. So again, small sample size, but this slate in particular with its lack of upside pitching any version of Stroman is good. A version of Stroman rocking a 31% strikeout rate his past four starts is really nice, especially when he's just $8,900. And going up against a Washington Nationals team that, look, has been hitting better than I thought they would following the trade deadline, but is still a pretty underwhelming lineup, let's say. So those are the top three pitching options on Saturday's slate. Obviously, if you want to try a dig and find some value, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'll be honest, my strategy is probably going to be to play two of these three pitchers in every lineup and then try to find some value with the bats. And speaking of bats, here is my favorite stack on this slate. So I think a lot of people are going to gravitate, justifiably so, 
to the Houston Astros, who tend to have really cheap bats for whatever reason. So while everyone's going with the Astros, maybe you go with the White Sox. They are going up against Alec Mills in that game against the Cubs. Mills' last five starts, a 5.25 ERA, a 3.65 opponent batting average. Now, you might say, oh, BAPIP. The BAPIP's going to regress. It's going to normalize at some point. He's not striking out anybody. And that's a big issue when we start talking about regression and BAPIP. 13.8% strikeout rate in that span of time, and left-handed batters in particular are crushing him. In those five starts, 46 left-handed batters faced a 721 slugging percentage and a 506 WOBA. Those are massive numbers. Now, the White Sox don't have a ton of left-handed bats. However, Yasmani Grandal was activated off of the IL on Friday. He is $5,000. If he's in that lineup, great play. You've also got possible value plays in guys like Brian Goodwin, and Cesar Hernandez if they happen to end up in this lineup. And obviously, Yoan Moncada is a really nice play at $4,000. But it's the White Sox going up against a pitcher who's struggled and a pitcher who's contact-oriented. If you want to use Eloy Jimenez, if you want to use, you know, your your basic guys, your Jose Abreu's on absolute fire right now. Luis Robert's been incredible since coming off the IL. Pick and choose. Robert, in particular, is below $4,000 which is insane considering how well he's hitting and where he's hitting in the lineup right now. So there's enough value in this White Sox lineup to make it work, especially if you're going to have to pay up for two pitchers on Saturday. Okay, let's talk about some best bets before we get out of here. I'm going to start with the Tampa Bay Rays going up against the Baltimore Orioles. This game is in Baltimore, which is probably why Rays Moneyline is relatively inexpensive. It is only minus 140 on the DraftKings Sportsbook, or it opened at minus 140 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't really get it. I guess John Means is kind of factoring in here as well. So is the fact that Luis Patino is starting for the Rays. Probably, he's had an underwhelming rookie season. Let's just call it what it is. However, Means, I I think he still gets his reputation that he's a great pitcher, that he's someone to be feared because of the no-hitter because of the all-star nod last season. Truth be told, his last eight starts, 6.12 ERA, a 6.38 FIP, and opponents have a 391 WOBA. He actually faced the Rays not too long ago on August 17th and gave up seven runs, four earned, in a 10-0 loss. So we've seen how south things can go for this guy against this Rays offense, especially now that they have a red-hot Randy Rosarena, Nelson Cruz, who crushes left-handed pitching in there, It's a different Rays team than it was at the start of the season. I just don't understand right now, especially considering how much Baltimore struggles against right-handed pitching, how hot Tampa Bay is. They've basically been the antithesis of the Rays, or excuse me, of the O's in August. Uh, They came into Friday 15-4 in August. So if I don't have to pay a premium on the money line for Tampa Bay against Baltimore, I'm just going to do it almost blindly. So Tampa Bay money line. Also, Blue Jays' money line, this opened at minus 160. This line is going to change because the starting pitching matchup in this contest has sort of changed. Initially, it was going to be Alec Manoa against Tyler Alexander. Alexander is still expected to pitch in this game, probably actually throw the bulk of the innings in this contest. However, Jose Urania is going to be activated from the IL. He's going to pitch the first two innings of this game. And really, that just makes me like the Blue Jays even more. Alec Manoa has been fantastic. Two earned runs or fewer in seven of his past eight starts. Don't really have to worry about him too much or that side of the equation. This is all about the Tigers pitching staff in this particular game. You've got Jose Urena coming off the IL, 
to face a really potent Blue Jays lineup. He's got a 620, excuse me, 619 ERA and a 5.95 FIP so far this season. That's probably not going to go well. And even if he survives those two innings, I think Tyler Alexander's in a really interesting spot here because he just pitched a gem of a game against the Blue Jays in Toronto last week. Seven innings, just one earned run in his last start. However, Alexander has had issues going the second and the third time through a batting order as a starting pitcher. He's also had issues the second time he's had to face a team in quick succession. And this is going to be the third time this has happened so far this season. He had an instance against Minnesota where he pitched against them on July 17th and July 27th. First start, went great. Second start, five earned runs in four innings. Before facing Toronto, two games against Cleveland on August 7th and August 13th. First start, pretty good. Second start, four earned runs in five innings pitched. So second consecutive time he's going to be pitching against the Blue Jays. I don't think it goes as well the second time. So I think the Blue Jays on the money line, really good bet. Tampa Bay on the money line, even better bet. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. Once again, I will make sure to tweet out some prize picks on Saturday morning. So make sure you look out for that at Gary and Thorne on Twitter. And I will see you guys next time.